Hey, this is Jim Waymeyer, Realtor and Director of Sales for the Nations Network, powered by Keller Williams. And if you want to learn the six and seven figure science to success, significantly increase your revenue and learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you have to be listening to Sell Without Selling podcast with my amazing friend, Stacey O'Byrne. If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven-figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and today I'm speaking with a really good friend of mine, Jim Waymeyer. Jim Waymeyer is the Director of Sales for the Nations Network, one of the top real estate teams in the St. Louis area. With 11 years in the business and a background in construction, Jim brings a wealth of knowledge and experience to his clients. Jim coaches his sales teams on mindset, goal setting, and intentional practice. Through daily sales huddles and weekly accountability meetings, he helps them achieve goals they've never thought possible. Jim also is a certified practitioner of neurolinguistics programming. I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I'm so excited to get into today's conversation with Jim. I have to tell you, Jim's approach to sales, Jim's approach to mindset, Jim's approach to accountability, and reality is his focus on intentional practicing is phenomenal. And really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck in needing a pivot in your business, in your success, or you just want more, and you understand that it's about investing in yourself, believing in yourself, and allowing yourself to be surrounded by like-minded entrepreneurs that are driven just like you, or that can help up-level you, we are opening up several new group coaching positions to take 2021 and make it the year of your dreams. If this sounds like something for you, then we invite you to head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a personal phone call with me to see if we're a great fit for each other. All right. Let's do this. Jim, welcome to the show. Hi, Stacy. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks so much for being here. Whatever got you into real estate? <laughs> oh, man. I wanted something that I could be control of how much I could earn because I know there's only so many minutes or hours in a day. Mm -hmm. I know that I could only do construction for an X amount of time per day. Right. I knew I was always limited. Plus, I would say that my body was probably starting to give out on me earlier in my 20s and I could see the writing on the wall. So that's a pretty big leap to go from construction where, as you put it, you use your body mm -hmm. to going into real estate and sales to where it's a totally different skill set. I mean, you've got charisma, you've got personality, you've got mindset, 
you've got skill sets that are completely different than construction. Construction, you just have to be friends with a hammer and a saw. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it is absolutely different. So, how did you make that leap? Um. Well, I would say it was uh, no turning back. It mm. was the mindset of I've got to do this something different. Um, this is what fits my, I mean, I have an outgoing personality and it just, when I talked to other people or what my options were, it was either this or a cop. So, <laughs> and I don't know that I would have made it as a cop. So I knew I wasn't going to go back to school. I wasn't going to do those things. It was more of uh, this seems good. And the guys that I had met with said, man, you'll be amazing at it. So, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, I, I, I think if you ended up going the route of police, you'd probably be like one of the nicest cops I ever met. <laughs> I know that I would have cut it. So. <laughs> so, so, so starting out, starting out, going from using your muscles to your mouth, so yeah. to speak, right? Yeah. So starting out, what, what obstacles did, did you end up discovering or encountering? Uh, belief, belief in myself. That was a major thing. And then um, I, I think it was confidence. Those were the biggest things. It, real estate is, for most people, the biggest purchase of their lifetime. And the mm -hmm. big, it's where everyone holds their wealth of what mm -hmm. your home is worth. Yeah. Uh, thinking people that would actually trust me to help them do that. Because I always thought of myself as uh, just a construction worker. You know, just someone that goes in and hangs drywall and that's about it. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how did how did belief impact you how did that become an obstacle um i think it was the way that i was thinking about my abilities to do to help people to put them in a better position it was gotcha. oh, what am i you know i believed for the first year and a half two years or whatever i have i believed that uh i was just a drywall hanger or a construction worker doing real estate on the side Gotcha. You know, and, and hoping that it goes somewhere, but not really knowing if there was no dedication, no, no game plan, no business plan, no anything. So explain the confidence comment. I'm assuming it was lack thereof. Yeah. Yeah. How did, it, how, how did that impact you? So the confidence thing, if I'm sitting here thinking about my confidence of my ability to help this person that I'm sitting in front of, I'm not even listening to what they're saying. Mm -hmm. That's a direct reflection. It's like, they're sitting there explaining what their wants, their dreams are, or how much they want to sell their house for. And all I'm concentrating on is, am I even good enough to be sitting here at this table? Hmm. So a lot of the, the confidence thing would just in turn keep eating away at myself hmm. because that's all I, how I was thinking about it. But, um, you know, I was lucky to have some, some people on my side to, to help me straighten things out. Wow, that's phenomenal. You know, the, the, the one thing that, that I have found when it comes to someone newly getting into a sales career and or someone who hasn't quite achieved success yet is, you know, I, as I've said a hundred times, it's the itty bitty shitty committee, the, the, the voice in our heads. You know, when people get nervous or, or when people, when people find that, that, the internal chatter is louder than the external results. I, I found it's because they're focused internally on, on themselves versus externally on the needs, wants, and desires of the prospective client. Yeah. 
Oh, absolutely. Because if you think about it, who's the who's the person that you listen to the most? Yourself. <laughs> Make yourself yeah. what you're saying to yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you can't get out of your own way, there's you can't help. Yeah, absolutely. See, I'm I'm blessed for for those of you who don't know, I'm blessed because I get to talk to Jim on a continual basis. He is a friend. He is a client. He is also a former student and. I feel so blessed to, to have the opportunity to get the opportunity to continually talk to you because your perspectives, your, your ability to see things is, is phenomenal. You're willing to do some deep stuff, right? You're willing to figure out what's in your way so you can get out of your way. And that's what I really, really love about you. And I have to tell you, it helps you achieve the levels of success that what is it? Less than 10% of the realtors really ever see? Yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, you're seeing now those gaps are getting bigger. Yeah. It's it's more, it used to be the 90-10 rule. Like mm -hmm. 10% of the agents were sold 90% of the houses. And then now you're looking at it, it's about 8% till about 92%. So it's getting smaller. Wow. And, and I, I mean, you always have to look at what do I have to be doing to improve myself to stay in that 8% or to be at the top of that 8%. I love that mindset. And you know what, Jim, that that's relevant in any industry. Reality is the, the, the cream of the crop continue to rise. And the ones that 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 continue to, to not move forward, not make adjustments, not do the work end up sliding backwards. And that delta is getting bigger and bigger. Yep. Yeah, complacency can sit in. <laughs> complacency is, is our worst enemy when it comes to success. Just saying that word makes my stomach turn. <laughs> so, so you, you coach other, other realtors in, in your team, correct? Yeah. Yes, we do. Um, as, as a, as a sales coach, as a director of sales for the largest real estate team in St. Louis. What what do you see, good and bad, when it comes to salespeople? Uh, so I would I would say um, the biggest thing now is is always is making sure you're doing what's right for your client, mm. for them, and that's not any any because the 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 people that I coach is part of our organization. Mm -hmm. and if, every the ethics aren't lined up they're probably not working with us anyway right. so if you take that out of the equation it's getting them out of their own way mm -hmm. it, that is the biggest gap between helping them see what they can't see that you can see mm -hmm. to help them get that bridge that gap yeah awesome i'm curious because you and i have have had this conversation a, a multitude of times and uh -huh. and i love i know right <laughs> and i'd love for our listeners to 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 hear your thoughts about it what what does success mean to you? How do you personally define success? Oh man, if you would have asked me this question seven years ago, it all had to do with success was strictly about money to the point where I even tied my self-worth to my success, which means how much money am I worth? That's the my self-worth. So success is about balance, setting the right goals for yourself, Mm -hmm. and then achieving them or even if you don't achieve them what steps have you progressed to getting closer to achieving your goals because sometimes it's not all about hitting that goal it's about the person you're becoming mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so 
to me, success is the constant journey that you're on. Love what you said. And if I could look back and see where, and even just to think about how I thought about things six months ago versus how I think about things now. And if I feel that, you know, it's definitely a better thing or a better way, then it's like, okay, I was successful in these past six months because of these factors. Mm -hmm. You brought up both of those points. One, that, that it is a continual journey for you. So many people benchmark. And then when they don't hit that benchmark, then they beat themselves up or they get disappointed or they, they, they shut down or they stop working as hard. Reality is the only thing I ever compare myself to, which was the next thing I like that you brought up, is how I was yesterday and yesterday being in quotes, right? I, I really like to have an understanding of where I was, where I'm at and where I'm going because that reminds me of how I'm moving in my journey. And I love that. Well, it's, it's, it's something too, like if you just set your success on the benchmarks, because I'll, I'll counterpoint that right there. If you set it on the benchmarks and you hit it, well, then you're like, well, I didn't set my, you, you didn't set the right mark. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is that mark even attainable? And if you set it so far out that you're not even close, well, did I set the right mark? Yeah. Yeah, I think everything is attainable. Or every goal that you want to set and I don't care how big it is, is achievable. Yeah. When, when, when you first started out, mm -hmm. what drove you? What really inspired you to show up and play full out? So I would say the inspiration didn't come until recently. What drove me when I first started, like you asked, is when I first started was running away from what I had. Okay. Running away from the world that I know into the world that I want to get to. Mm -hmm. So it was more like a runaway than run a tw running towards. Okay. Now this is all about self, self-improvement to me is a must. If I'm not doing it, it feels like I'm not living. I'm not breathing. Okay. Uh, those things are so important to me. So who do I need to be or who, who can I become the best possible version of myself? That is honestly one of the biggest driving factors into the business that we're developing or the person that I'm becoming that that's the driving force, the inspiration, because I know I was put on this earth to do something special mm -hmm. and I want to find out why. Mm -hmm. What happened when you attached your self-worth to your net worth? Oh my God. It's normal real estate. <laughs> I, was, I was, I was like, I was so amazing one month and then the next month I was nothing. I was worthless, yeah. you know, or I was amazing the one month and, and the next month I'm worthless. Mm -hmm. You know, a normal real estate agent, if they're not getting the coaching or they're not getting the right mindset or surrounding themselves with the right people, their business is going like this. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what my, my ego, my uh, self-worth was doing. So it, it tends to peak its head every once in a while, but I think I've got it under control for now. <laughs> so, so you brought up the E word, so I'm going there. Cool. Ego. How has, how has ego made an impact on your ability to pursue success? I'm still understanding all of the things that the word ego can mean. Mm -hmm. But to me, ego is... Uh, boisterous is like got a chip on your shoulder like I'm uh, I'm the best there is and that's because I think that way so when I would hit let's just say I did hit my goals 
right? My ego was so high and I would realize that like you could walk into uh, an appointment because you just closed out your best month or you just hit your goal or you just did exactly what you said you're going to do. Mm-hmm. For me, my ego would show up and I would non, you know, it could nonchalantly show up in a listing appointment and you're like, they're going to sign with me. I'm mm-hmm. Jim Waymire. Don't they know that? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it, it, honestly, that, could, that, that, that got in my way uh, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and just knowing and being aware of, all right, maybe you're not, you know, it was the humbling factor of losing things because you didn't really sit down and listen to them. You were just worried about how you look. Yeah, you know, it's ego self. Ego self is a grandiose topic to begin with. Ego, ego self exists, we're humans, right? Mm-hmm. And, and reality is the more, the more at bay you learn to, to, to go through life as, as simplistic and vulnerable as possible, the, the easier life really gets. It's ego self that really gets in the way of us having the life that we want, right? Yeah, well, if you look at, so just for thinking about past experiences, the first time I sat down in your class, mm-hmm. back of the row, arms um, crossed. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I made everyone laugh, which is one of my defense mechanisms. I'm really good at it. Yeah. That was my ego showing up. Yeah. And, With your beanie and I think on, it, I remember it, can that. Turn, it can turn people off and people think that, you know, I guess if, if, if I'm not shaved up a little better, I've got, you know, a little, I could be a intimidating person and you just look at me you're like, this guy's an asshole, you know, <laughs> someone that, and, and you hadn't even spoken a word to me, but it just by demeanor. And that's just how I showed up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I never realized that until, there was some intense conversations with you and the, the people that I had known that I had no idea thought that way about me. And that was all because of my ego. So I'm really glad you brought that up because, because one of the obstacles that, that, that I think really impact people in, in successfully selling as well as just achieving success at levels that, that are beyond what it is that they can even see is is how they allow themselves to be seen, right? And, and, and this has been a pretty deep journey between you and I. So I'm curious, how can you share some of the things you've learned? Because you're a big guy, you're six foot what, six foot two? Yeah. Right you know, so you, you, you have this very dominant presence when you enter the room, plus, that your personality, you're very charismatic. You, you actually could, if you allowed yourself, if you allowed yourself to show up fakely, you could have that used car salesman oh. projection, right? And the first thing is, is I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. So share with our listeners that journey that, that, that you've discovered and what it's done for you. So I always shut myself off because I didn't want anyone close to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't want them to see the real me. And that was someone that goes hand in hand with the confidence. Mm-hmm. Like if you caught me on a bad month or whatever, my confidence was low and I'm going to shut you away even more. And that's going to in turn, it just show you even more of what my outside is, sh- is showing you that this guy is not someone you even need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, that part, realizing that if you show up out of, 
um, meeting with people and out of curiosity or out of just wanting to help people and not make this about yourself or about things and show just with a smile, um, like just being open. There's absolutely nothing wrong with people knowing more about you. Yeah. And that's something that I didn't understand for a while, hmm. you know, because it, I felt like I had something to hide. So, so coming to this understanding and, and having these revelations and these growth points, because that's been uh, a, a more recent learning for you. In the last two and a half years. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So for you, what has this done to your performance, yourself, your success, your income, your bank account, all of that? Well, um, let's see. For me, personally, it's helped me sleep easier at night, knowing that I'm okay with myself. Nice. Uh, and how getting that stuff out of the way helps me in turn dive into our, our agents, knowing that it's, it's about them. It's about improving their life and their worth. You know, that equals more sales that equals better profits for our company, which in turn helps me um, with my pocketbook. So, and completely honest, you know, I was a, a single real estate agent for a long time. And unfortunately, the real estate agents are, it's an ego driven business. Mm. It, it absolutely is. Mm. Um, and I probably was on that, the same, you could jump me into a bunch of, into the lot of them. Maybe not to say who's bad, who's worse, who's good, who's bad. There wasn't very much of me versus a stereotypical real estate agent. Mm -hmm. um, I joined the Nations Network back in 2016 and um, thinking, you know, you, you take a step back to move forward, to build something bigger than I ever could by myself. Yeah. That's why I joined. And now it's realizing how many more people we can help and getting out of my own way. But then my finances, uh, this is, this is the best year I've ever had in my entire life. And I, you know, and it wasn't like I was a slouch by myself. We'd sell, I would sell anywhere from 50 to 65 houses a year. Now, what are you doing? So now we'll sell this year uh, 183 houses. Nice. So we're right around $40 million. Nice. For, I'm so sorry, $47 million. Oh, yeah. Oh. I can't forget about that seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm ego driven, right? So I got to. <laughs> so going back to, to, to your point, a couple of things. You went yeah. from making it all about your success to all about serving others so yeah. you went from internal to external and that's when you saw a really big shift pivot in your business next mm -hmm. thing i heard you say is is 2020 during a pandemic when some people needed to close their business some people took massive hits you just said you had the best year ever see this is where the misunderstanding is, yes, we're in a global pandemic. Yes, there are people in pain. Yes, I am very sensitive to what's going on. And as we've said multiple times, there are still needs, wants, and desires out there. And it's the people who are going to make themselves available, make themselves visible, who are going to be seen and found to be of service. Yeah, I 100% agree. You know, it's, it's not about what's going on in the world. That's how you think about it. 
Absolutely. And, and that falls into, we may not be able to control our, our, our environment. We can absolutely control if we react or respond to our environment. Yep. So, so, so you brought up this, this thing about uh, allowing people to, to really see you. You, you allowed yourself to really be you. And, and for me, I, I, I metaphorically speak about this when, when I teach or when I speak or when I coach. You know, so many salespeople, in my opinion, make a decision to show up the way they think other people need to see us, right? And reality is we have zero control on how people project us. We have zero control on how people truly see us. What we do control is how we allow ourselves to be, how we allow ourselves to show up. And that, that mistake that, that salespeople make, that business people make is every morning before they leave their house, they put on a mask. And this mask is, this is who I'm supposed to be for people to like me, for people to trust me, for people to want to do business with me. What happens is that mask becomes plastic. It becomes fake and it becomes a buffer of people being able to connect with us, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and then we don't understand why we are hitting average or below average results. It's when you have the the comfort, the belief, the confidence, the self-worth, the, the inner peace to where you can take off that mask and make the decision. I'm going to show up as who I am because who I am is of service and who I am is an expert and fill in the blank, whatever your industry is. And I'm going to let people get to know me, the transparent, vulnerable me, and that's where the magic happens. And, and I believe this falls back on something you said a few minutes ago, when you talked about if you aren't continually developing your, yourself, you don't feel like you're living, you don't feel like you're existing, correct? Yeah. And I would even go one step further. Mm -hmm. like you said, you said average or below average, or I would even say, if you're hitting the same ceiling, year after year, even if it's above average in whatever industry that you're in, mm -hmm. if there's something, if there's something to be said, if you're hitting the same thing over and over and over, yeah. because all of those principles that you just said can be applied to the most successful business agent to take them to the next level. Absolutely. And in my opinion, in entrepreneurism and sales and business, there is zero ceiling and, and in return, the polar opposite, there is zero floor. So <laughs> you can soar to the highest heights and you can fall to the lowest depths, right? Yep. It's, it's all a choice. It's all a choice. So, so I, I want to touch on this development thing because you and I share this philosophy, right? I know you're surrounded by coaches and, and, and I know that, that you invest very heavily in yourself. I also am surrounded by, by coaches. I have, I, I think I now have eight coaches. I'd really have to sit back and, and count them out. I, I surround myself with success to achieve greater levels of success. So, so I wanna talk about 
your your comment if i'm not developing if i'm not developing myself i don't feel like i'm living mm. what do you mean by that um so i would say it can be an absolute hell if you're living the same day over and over and over <laughs> they made a movie on that right groundhog's um, day <laughs> If they're not, I could be the star of it for what I've done. So um, it's it's your reason for, for getting out of bed in the morning. If you knew that the exact same day was going to happen and you thought the exact same thoughts and you thought the exact same way, it's going to it's gonna get hard to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Um, that and like I said, a, a big motivating factor for me is to become the best possible version of myself. If I'm if I'm doing what I just said a minute ago, and it's the same day over and over and over, uh, there's something missing there in my life. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's honestly the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, let me phrase this correctly since I'm talking here. Um, I want the, the, the next evolution of Jim Waymire to show up. Nice. And the beautiful thing is I believe he shows up a different version of himself every day. Because every day that, that I get to talk with you, you're the next level. You really are. So share with them because, because you really do take personal and professional development very seriously. I don't really think that I've met as many people that invest as heavily in themselves as I do, other than the people that I call coaches. And you know, I invest six figures in each of them annually. Mm-hmm. So so how do you work on yourself? What, what kind of things do you do on a continual basis? Uh, so a lot of it is going to be who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. I surround myself with like-minded individuals who want to keep the progression and are always open for conversation on anything. Mm-hmm. My business partners are amazing at that. Every mm-hmm. one of them that I'm in business with at the Nations Network does this. This is a, it's a, something that Chances are, if you're not into that, it, it probably won't last very long. Mm-hmm. Another thing is read. If I'm having a bad day, it's normally because it's how I'm thinking about something. And I will go and I can pick up a book and I can change the way that I'm thinking about it to realize like, hey, pity party's over. It's not as bad as you think. So for example, the other day, I, and everyone gets there. For example, the other day, I, I told myself I was going to get up and work out in the morning. And you know how that works out every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it. And then I felt sluggish and slow all day long. And then I started thinking about, man, you're not, you're, you're pretty worthless today. You didn't get up and uh, go work out. And I, and I was aware of it. So I stopped and I said, okay, what can I do to change this? Mm-hmm. So I went and looked at, I went and picked up my book. Um, I, I went and picked up a book. And as soon as I started reading, I got in about, it was about 30 minutes. And that's really all it took. I went upstairs after my work was done. I read that book. I got changed and I went down and rode the bike for 45 minutes, nice. you know, and I got on it and I started, and, and then in turn, it helped me think about everything else the right way. I mm-hmm. think reading is so big um, that I don't know that you can achieve what you want to achieve without doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, I think the daily routine in the morning to start your day off right and then an end of day routine or something uh, uh, very, very important to set up your next day. Mm-hmm. And I think um, another thing is following a schedule, especially <laughs> in our business, mm-hmm. because I can get lost in so many things so easily. I'm mm-hmm. easily distractible. 
easily. I'm, I'm, I like when it comes to real estate agents, it's like, oh my gosh, what's the next best thing? I'll try that for a while. And then I'll look over here and I'll try that for a while, you know, mm-hmm. but because I read these books and because I surround myself with the right people, we're always like super focused on what we want and not letting outside distractions, but always having that open mind of, does this make sense? No, not really. Or yes, it does. So. Yeah. The, the, the having the schedule and allowing flexibility and most importantly, having the schedule helps us avoid the ADOP, the attention deficit. Oh, pretty, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so, you know, and I, I think another thing is that was so tough for me is I never, I could never forgive myself. Hmm. What I do you mean by never, that? I, I would never forgive myself. Like if I had a bad day last week, I'd still be beating myself up over it right now. In the past. In the past, yeah. Yeah the more you can forgive yourself and be aware of where you are and be running towards where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Those are, those are big things because believe it or not, I know it's going to be hard to believe, but I have to forgive myself daily. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked to your wife. I believe that. <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, I forgot, you know, the inside source. <laughs> so, so I want to get back on that, on, on that development thing, because, because I think the only way that we can, continually become the next level person that we exist to be is to shift our breadth of knowledge, right? I say on stage, I've said on the podcast, I say in training, the the brain that created today is incapable of creating a different tomorrow. If you want a different tomorrow, it's important to get a different brain two ways to do that brain surgery or development <laughs> yep i personally pick the latter so so looking expensive. at huh a lot less expensive yeah it is <laughs> and, and and a shorter recovery time as well yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so for for you because we do work together i i know that that you know, you, you obviously coach with me. I also know that, that you coach with one of your business partners. Mm-hmm. I also know that you call them the daily huddles. That's actually, you insert yourself into group coaching every day in these huddles. You also coach other people and that falls into the learn, do, teach. The more we learn, the more we can do. The more we do, the more we can teach. The more we teach, the more we learn. And that's an evolutionary cycle. I also know you are an avid reader. How how many books a a week or a month do you read, Jim? Oh, well, right now I'm currently reading three of them. Uh, I would (laughs) say the the length of the book, it could be anywhere from two to four. Okay. Okay, and, 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 and by reading this, you're, you're reading this partially, uh, I, I believe if memory serves me properly, you're in a book club, right? You're in a book club with, with a group of professionals. Yeah, so the Nations Network, we have, the reason why I know I get through two is we have leadership book, which I'm, I'm lucky to be part of our leadership, mm-hmm. and then we have a sales team book. Nice. So those are the two books that we're constantly reading, and it's always about something that has to do with our industry or self-development. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I also know that you constantly are going to trainings, mm-hmm. workshops, seminars, conventions. You are constantly out there investing in yourself because let's face it, if you treat it like a business, it's going to pay you like a business. If you treat it like a hobby, it's going to cost you like a hobby, right? Right. Exactly. 
you know, to think that I know everything it would be my first mistake. Um, you learn so much from other people and there's so many easy ways to pick up on that. Even if you could never, ever meet them in your lifetime, you still can learn from so many things from them. And yeah. that's, that's reading. Yeah. You know, I, I had a, a coach, a, a mentor of mine years ago, probably one of my very first ones a couple decades ago, told me, Stace, I want you to hear this and I want you to hear it loud and clear. You have two ears, one mouth, use them proportionately. And I was like, well, I will agree with that, especially in, especially in what you're doing or what I'm doing is selling or sales or development. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, reality is how can we be of service if we attempt to talk more than what we listen? Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's just all about the right questions. It is. And, and it's, and it's about understanding the answers they deliver. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm, I'm curious, is there anything that you wished you knew when you first started out that would have made things easier for you? I think it had a lot to do with the person I was. Uh, I would have opened myself up to vulnerability sooner okay. and surrounded myself with coaches, mentors faster. Gotcha. I love that. I, I, I love that answer. And, 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 I, and I agree that, that for me, when I got out of the military and I jumped into business, one of the very first things I did do was get a coach. I mean, I played on high-level softball teams. I played on high-level basketball teams. And I knew what always up-leveled me the most was the coaches. Mm -hmm. So when I got into business as an employee, that's the first thing I did was hire was hire uh, an executive coach. And that's exactly what happened to me. I ended up going from $6 an hour to six figures in a year. It was phenomenal. If you think about it, look mm -hmm. at all of the top level professionals in any industry, or even you can take sports. Yeah. They have, they probably have coaches to show you how to put your shoelaces on, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. surrounded by the coach. And if I'm sitting here thinking, if they're not too good for a coach, why the hell would I think that I am? Exactly. And if, if the reason why they're where they are is because of the coaching, you know, I know that I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I guess I should say I'm on my way to becoming one of the greatest real estate teams, or we are on our way to becoming the, one of the greatest real estate teams in the nation is what our goal is. How else are we going to get there? We have to have someone that's already been there and knows it can see the holes that we can't see inside our own business. It's taking the outside perspective. So on that note, seeing the holes that, that, that exist w w within our business, you know, I, I, I love to reference it from the perspective of as a coach, it's my responsibility to hold up mirrors. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so why is it in your opinion, do you think that most business owners, entrepreneurs and sales professionals don't make it. I think it's because of how they look at failure. Failure happens to every entrepreneur, salesperson, business person. It failure happens. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But it's either you what are you going to learn from it or how you're going to think about it to not do it again or to do better next time, I should say. Mm -hmm. Or 
you are not even going to get that chance because it's how you're thinking about your failure. Mm. I, I think that's, that's huge. That is absolutely huge because there is not anything that you can't get past if you have the right mindset. You can't. If I had the right mindset to go out and be a doctor, I'm pretty sure I could do it. It might take me about 40 years longer than the rest of the people, but I'm going to get it. You know what I mean? I'm going to get it done. I'm going to figure out a way because I get the right mindset about it. So I, I love that, that you brought up. It's the relationship with failure. For me, growing up, I had a father that made failing unacceptable. Anything less than an A equaled punishment. So, so for me, it was the pursuit of, of I'm going to use the P word, the pursuit of perfection that, that ended up making me fall on my face hard and fail. And, and, and when I say fail, I'm talking bankruptcy. I'm talking losing everything. I'm talking, you know, serious crap. And, and I, I remember not really understanding the, the value in failing. And I really stepped back and, and my coach said to me, Stacy, how awesome is it that, that you've been able to experience what bottom feels like? And she goes, Anne, you can choose to allow this to be your bottom, or you can choose to see what else exists further down in the depths. And, and she said, and the way we choose to rise from this, to Phoenix from this, is to grab lessons from this. I thought she was nuts. I mean, I was in my, uh, I don't know, my, my early 30s. And I'm like, you're telling me this is a gift? Screw you, right? <laughs> and <laughs> and, and I, I, I'm very coachable. I, I've always believed I'm paying for this, I'm investing in this, and I'm going to listen to it. I may buck and rebel because that's who I am. And I will still come out on the other side of it. So I really started listening to her and I really started seeing everything around me change as, as I started to change the way I viewed the, the, the failures, the F word, right? Because mm-hmm. for me, the only time they were failures is if I chose not to learn from them, right? And then I remember, I'd have to say this is probably 10 years ago, give or take. I, uh, I, I, I read an interview from Sarah Blakely, uh, the creator of Spanx. And I remember her sharing one of the greatest gifts her father ever gave to her was every day at dinner, he would set the dinner table, he'd serve dinner, they'd sit down as a family, he'd look at her and her, I believe it was her brother, and he and the fat and the daily dinner conversation, he asked one question, tell me how you failed today. And for him, he wanted them to gain this positive relationship with failure so that they could learn from it. It's a good thing. It just taught them what didn't work. And it was important for him to understand what they could do to get things to work. And the only way they could do that was to learn from what didn't work. And she said, that's what created the success that Spanx is at. Because I believe in this article, she had stated that, uh, that she had been rejected a thousand times or 1200 times. It was insane. Yeah. 
and she walked in to Nordstrom's to the to to talk to the buyers, gave the girl a pair of Spanx and asked her to go put them on, and the buyer did, and the rest was history. So she realized that that her product had to be experienced to be believed in. It was something that you just said. It was something you know when you you actually said coming out the other side of failure. Mm-hmm. If you, I mean, if you really think about it, you're coming out of the other side of failure. Failure. There's only one way that you're not, and it, and hopefully we don't. We're not talking about that opportunity because you're you're just no longer part of this earth. You're coming out of the other side of the failure. How you come out of it is totally determined by you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the only difference. Because yeah, failure is going to happen, and you're gonna make it through it. <laughs> it just depends on how you look at it and how you come out on the other side. What, right. do, you want to, do you want to take control of how you come out or do you just want to come out because of the results? Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. When I, that's, when that's I, what I thought of when you, thought, when you said that. I'm like, oh yeah, that, that makes sense. So. When I, when I um, saw that interview, my entire, I, I had already shifted my perspective on failure. I had never shifted it to that depth. And for me, I, uh, failure is my friend now. It just helps make me even better the next time. It's fuel so, for the fire. You're throwing yeah. rocks on it. Yeah. It's that fire. That's what burns. That's 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 what burns you to keep going. Absolutely. So on that note, burning us to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, 2020. I, I I just recently released a podcast. Uh, on, on 2020, you know, when we rolled into 2020, coming out of 2019, everyone was saying 2020, it's the year of clarity, it's the year of 2020 vision. And then, and then March happened, and everybody was like, right, the, the, the excitement got sucked out of the year because of the pandemic. And I I actually, right about the time of the pandemic, I started telling people this, and I think it was too soon into the year for people to really appreciate it. 2020 delivered exactly that. 2020 did deliver our clarity. It did deliver our 2020 vision. 2020, looking back on it, taught us everything that worked, everything that didn't work, and how we get to do things better, more effective, more efficient, and it's going to allow us to realize that one day we can get back to how we used to do business. And it also is allowing us to see there's other ways to do it as well. So we can create a multitude of hybrids so that we can go to business in a, in, in a multitude of directions and not just a foveal direction. And for me, how much clarity does that give someone? How much 2020 vision did that does that give someone? It's like a huge gift. So for me, 2020 delivered exactly what I asked for it to deliver. I say all of that to say on fueling the fire, what kind of advice, what type of advice can you give people who are struggling staying motivated right now? Man, motivation is a it's that's um that's a tough thing. I think it really it, it's easy to find. But if it's sitting there right in the face, it's like if you have two people, right? You have two people listen to the exact same thing. If they're listening to the exact same thing, one person can come out of it 
and say, oh my God, I'm ready to go with a fire. And the other people are like, well, that's just not me. I just don't do that. That's not how I think. That's the motivation part is, is so much about the awareness of how you're thinking. You're not, you can't, you can't, let me think about this. You can't just listen to something without the right mindset and it's going to change the way you're thinking, right? The motivation, it has to come from within and it, it, you want it to come from, from the constant activities or the constant way of thinking about things to get you to your goals. Yeah. There's going to be bad days. If you know that set up right there, if you know that there's going to be tough days and I'm going to get through that, it doesn't matter. Like, you know that you're coming out that other side as an intentionality, not just coming out just because it's coming out. Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest thing. It's like how you think about things. Absolutely, hands down. On how you think about things. Mm -hmm. I'm curious as to, to your thoughts because you are a phenomenal salesperson. And yes, I know the foundation of this show is selling without selling. And that is far from meaning that sales is not part of the process because sales is part of the process. And as I've said time and time again, in order to get the outer to work, we must do the inner work because what's going on in here gets projected out there. Mm -hmm. so, so I'm curious because you are such a strong salesperson and you do have very strong sales and negotiation skill sets. And you work with an immense amount of salespeople as a coach and you train them. Do you believe salespeople are, are born or are salespeople trained? That's a, uh, that's a good, so are, you're asking if I believe salespersons are trained, right? Or boring. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I remember growing up where where my dad taught me, uh, Stacy, you're going to be a good, great salesperson because salespeople are born. And look at me. He he was he was the most successful salesperson in his industry in the entire tri-state area on the East Coast, and and he always told people salespeople are born. And I always kind of thought that was a really weird anomaly. I really thought that was a really weird belief because I didn't get born with that little 1970s sales briefcase, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I'm curious if, if you think it, it, it's an innate in our DNA or is it, is it a learned process? Absolutely learned. Anyone can do it. You have so many you have different personalities everywhere and I could probably show you a very successful person in each personality. Nice. That's a salesperson. Everything mm -hmm. is learned because it, think, so you had it as a, as a um, your, your thought around salespeople were boring from your dad, right? Mm -hmm. I was told that, man, you're so full of energy and you're, you're so outgoing. You're going to be a great salesperson. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. was my reality. So I'm like, well, oh, okay, I got this. I can do this. You know, there's a lot more to just salesperson than just your personality, but any personality can do this. And absolutely, and it, and it all starts with self-belief, self-worth, yeah. self-confidence. Yep. And that is so, and that's a reason why in those moments of not having those motivation, like you just asked, mm -hmm. that's the reason why you, you need the people surrounding you. You need that coach. You need those things to help you see what you can't see in those little moments, because it's those little moments of choices that you're going to make is going to help you decide your future. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so being, being as, and, and I hate saying this word, being as busy as you are, right? You're in this network, you're, you're in the nation's network. You are, you are the sales director. You're also the coach of, of the, the sales team. So you work with people individually, you work with people as a team, you have a leadership responsibility to the team. You also responsible for your own production. You also are an avid bike rider, like 40, 50, 100 miles a day, give or take when the weather accommodates. Yes. You you also have a wife. You also like to, I hate saying this because being a vegetarian, it breaks my heart, but you are, (laughs) you are a hunter. (laughs) So how do you, how do you allow yourself or create the space to be productive? Um, Absolutely comes down to the schedule and integrity with the schedule because I can write it down all day. And if I'm not staying with it, I'm in trouble. We went through this, we, you know, you and I went through this before. How did you do? Hey, I wrote my schedule down. Well, how'd you do following it? Well, that's a whole nother story. That was a little, that, that was a lot of head banging on the wall for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Writing down, it's not just a to-do list. It's, it's the most important things to do and when to do them. Mm. That, that's, that's the, the difference between busy and productive. Love that. I Love can't, that. I'm the busy, like, oh, how's everything going? When someone says, oh, I'm really busy. This is a, a, a bad natural habit of mine that I'll say, yeah, but that doesn't mean anything where you're productive. And mm-hmm. it could be in anything. It could be, it doesn't even have to do with life. It's just yeah. something that I think about because it's the connotation that I have around the word busy. Yeah. For me, I, I, I heard an interview and, and, and it's escaping me who said this right now, uh, where, where someone brought up uh, the word busy and and the actual person the the interviewer turned around and said yeah well my feelings about busy is it's it's the new modern day stupid and it was like whoa and i agreed (laughs) yeah because that person was saying why she's so busy or how or that person whoever why they are so busy or you know and you're like yeah because i can i can fill my day busy with there's so many things that could just take over and just be busy and I would go to sleep at night knowing that I wasn't productive or mm-hmm. I wouldn't go to sleep at night because I knowing that I wasn't productive. That's yeah. Why. yeah. In all sales, in any sales or entrepreneurs or business, there's always things that can get you sidetracked from progressing your business or your goals forward. Mm-hmm. There's always that daily minutiae stuff that always happens. And yeah. if you're not careful, you will be busy with that. Yeah. If you don't have a game plan, if you don't wake up and knowing like the things that you need to be doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Jim, welcome to the signature question of the show. It's, Uh it's my favorite question to ask. And, you know, as we stated, the show's name is sell without selling. So I'm curious, what does selling without selling mean to you? So for me and my business, we'll take it as a, as a, I'm sitting on the other side of a prospect or a potential client. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, not telling them one bit about myself, but showing the value that we provide and listening to exactly what they want. And it's not even like when you sell without selling, you walk and walk through that door. It's instant rapport. Yeah. Rapport is what it's all about. That is what's selling without selling, because I know that let's just say they didn't sign with me. Mm-hmm. That I've had people not sign uh, or not decide to work with me 
but because of the rapport that we had built, they would call me for other things. Mm -hmm. And how often does that happen? So for example, it would be something, um, hey, do you happen to know a trusted painter or a trusted vendor to help me do this in my house? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, but isn't that, you should, you should ask that other person that you sold with, and I'm always happy to help anyone, but that makes me feel good to know that they do at least trust me to, to come, the rapport was there to come to me to ask about who I know or what I can do to still help them, even if we chose not to work together. Hmm. It's the rapport. That's selling without selling for me. I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank you for that. So welcome to the random round, Jim. Okay. Um, oh, but you know what? Before we go on the random round, I want to go back to that for a second, the the, the rapport part. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of a conversation that we had, and I, and, and I want you guys to hear how seriously Jim takes rapport. We're not talking about rapport on a surface level. We're talking about rapport very, very deeply. You know where I'm going. I can I tell. I know where you're going with this one. <laughs> So, so Jim had, Jim had shared with me just recently that uh, he had, he had a, a meeting with a, a senior couple mm -hmm. and, and let's face it, sitting down, having a perspective meeting with a senior couple is different than a younger couple, which is different than a couple that's bought multiple homes. And when he went into this, he met them exactly where they were at. They needed to get to know him. They needed to socialize with him. They needed to trust him. They, they, they had a desire to pray with him. They had <laughs> tea with him. They had cookies with him. And three and a half hours later, I think, I think you shared with me that you guys maybe talked real estate 15 to 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, the, the, the senior community, they do business far differently than a millennial does who does business differently than Gen Y does, who does business differently than, than Gen X, right? And yeah, and, and, and he invested three and a half hours of his time making sure he understood their needs and met them and ended up securing them as clients and being of service to them. That's what he means by rapport. He will meet people where they're at to take them where they want to go. And that's different for everybody. It's not that surface level, oh, I like you. It's really showing up in service for them. Uh, absolutely. Because like we were having trouble and it was how I was showing up mm -hmm. in those appointments, always wanting to come from contribution and help them the best I can. I just wasn't talking to them the way that, that they wanted to be talked to. Yeah. You know, and without going through this with without without you, because I remember the day I'm like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, something's going on. I really want them. I, I really, really want them to get in a better position. And I'm, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help them. It's just I'm not projecting this correctly. Something I'm showing up wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's when you said, OK, so we went through the steps and, you know, the last the last three or four times, it's been nothing but, you know, um, great, great rapport and, you know, sign contracts to help them get where they want to go. That's phenomenal. You know, I love and, that. And that's, that's the coaching. That's the part that, that I was talking about to fill in the gaps. Yeah. The, it's the yeah. blind spots. You don't mm -hmm. know what you don't know. And we get to hold up mirrors so that you see yep. them. 
So welcome to the random round, Jim. And I'm going to make this one really easy because you brought it up earlier. You didn't elaborate. So I saved it for this <laughs> segment. So I believe that success leaves clues. And I believe that when the experts that I bring on to the show share very specific things, our listeners can extract them and then and then apply what works for them into their life to help them streamline their level of success. So you brought up morning routine that you believe morning routine is really important. What's your morning routine look like, Jim? So um, let's see. Our my like there's difference for every day. If you look at consistency, so every morning at 8:30, I'm on the phone call with my uh, uh, Zoom call with my entire sales team. We talk and we go through uh, practicing role plays, situations. Uh, we have this all laid out for the entire year, the minute January 1st rolls. Mm -hmm. Of what we're going to say when. It's not get on the phone call or get on there and then decide what we're going to do. This is all laid out. Mm -hmm. So we get on that, we talk about that, and then we talk about accountability. How was yesterday? How did that go? And then we talk about what we're going to do today. And then throughout the day, we'll check in just on Google Hangouts or things like that, right? Mm -hmm. So the next thing, if you want to step back before that, it's usually I get up in order between 5.30 and 6 o'clock, mm -hmm. and we'll get some kind of routine and some kind of morning workout or something, right? And that's a minimum of about four days a week. Um, that like starting that out right there and knowing that my schedule, I think even looking more importantly too is the night before is I have my schedule written down. So I know that my morning routine is already taken. Love it. Um, that's my morning routine till about nine 30. Okay. I am, <laughs> I'm able to share structure because of the people that I'm in business with. Yeah. My life has not, until I was with the nation's network, you couldn't say structure with anything about my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, the people that allow us to allow me to like, I'm a big numbers guy. I just don't like to keep it organized, but I want to know my numbers. I just yeah. don't take time to, to get my numbers. Yeah. Those is what, that's what my partners are for. Mm -hmm. you know, that's what everyone does. Their collaboration on this team. Um, they set that, those things up and to have the intentionality every morning. And this also sets up our agents morning routine too. It helps them take one more thing off their plate that they don't have to think about what am I going to do? What's my first thing I'm going to do tomorrow morning. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it helps them show up. It helps me show up. Yeah. You know, I've, I've always lived my success by, by something that, that I extracted from Jim Rohn in my early 20s, and that was never start your day until you finish it. And, and what he meant by that was always have your day planned out, visualize the success of your schedule, playing out, play it out till you end it, and then start your day. And and for me, I learned very, very early on, the more successfully planned I have my day, and the earlier I allow myself to start it, the more successful I become. Success doesn't sleep in. It doesn't. So, Jim, it's been phenomenal, phenomenal talking with you. I know that you're a very productive professional. 
<laughs> and I truly appreciate you coming on the show. Before we head out, what would be the best way for our listeners to get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you? So my phone number is 636-485-4291. And my email address is jim at nations-network.com. And that's for really anything in, in the St. Louis area uh, that we can help you out with moving here or away or uh, questions about the area, uh, we'll be able to help. So. That's, that's fantastic. Thank you. Hey, your success is important to me. And it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you. I would love for you to do two, three things right now. First, I'd love for you to hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. That's hop over to Instagram, follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Next, I'd like you to jump over to Facebook. Jump over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. Both platforms, we have an immense amount of interaction, and I'd love to get to know you in either or both platform. Last and definitely not least, I'd love to chat with you, get feedback on the episodes, and find out any topics you're interested in to help make this more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success you've always dreamed of, desired, and know you deserve. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15 minute call on the schedule. Always remember this, choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so that you can get on your way so that you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication, or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.